people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Legal system in America is based on whether you had the financial resources to prove your point or you don't. That's the legal system in the United States. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work 
on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we're going to talk about some truths about the legal system in the United States of America. And I'll tell you where this came from while we're talking about it and all of that, as usual, in a moment. But first, let me tell you about it. I have a daily motivation text message free of charge that I send out every single day to everyone who's in my text community. You didn't know about this? Okay, now you're going to know. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point every single day. So I would suggest that you get this text. I mean, if you wanted my best advice and since you listen to my show, I'm guessing you want some advice from me. I would suggest you get this text message. So here's what you do. Text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out that daily motivation text, because you're in my text community, you'll be receiving that message. Here's That's the first announcement. Second announcement. If you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs, I will give you the book for free. All you got to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. The book is all about how you show up and give your best effort when you least feel like it. I know a lot of you want to do that. It's a great way to come into my world deeper. You like the show. You like the text message. You're ready to take the next step. Get the book. Thirddaybook.com. Third thing. Any of you who's interested in being coached by me, you want to work directly with me, you're serious about taking your game to the next level and you're ready to go to another step, past the podcast, past the text message, past the books, you still like that stuff, but you're ready to go to the next level, let me tell you how you can get on a call with me and we can talk about this. Go to workonyourgame.net. Workonyourgame.net. There's a free 45-minute training on there. I want you to watch that training. At the end of the training, a button's going to pop up that will allow you to schedule a time to get on a call with me. We'll talk about how we can implement the things that are on that training into your business. There's a reason why I send you to the training first is I want you to see and understand what is the approach that we are using. So when you see the training, you'll get an idea of what we're doing. Then you click that button and we'll talk about how to implement that into your business. If you'd like to bypass the training and just go straight to scheduling a call, just put slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y, workonyourgame.net slash apply. You can schedule a call with me right from there. Fill out the quick application that comes up and we'll be able to schedule a call right there. So now with all those things out of the way, let's get to the topic. Topic, once again, is some truths about the law in America. Now, this one is something that I just thought about randomly one day when I was just thinking about uh, somebody was talking about there was some court cases that had happened in America where the ones that they agreed with the outcome and ones they did not agree with the outcome. And I figured I should go on the record about this just to make sure that I had done so. So that's where this came from. This did not come from any specific situation that happened to me or anybody else. But in America, actually, even outside of America, many of you know about some landmark court cases, such as like the O.J. Simpson case, which might be the most famous court case in history, was the O.J. Simpson case. And there are many people, some of you listening to this, who still believe that O.J. was guilty of murder. But of course, we all know he was found innocent in court. Now, his case alone, where it's kind of like a running joke that he actually did it, that just the prosecutors messed it up and fumbled the case, is basis enough for what I'm going to share here today. That case alone is enough, even if you don't follow any other court cases. And the basis for what I'm going to share here today is here's the thesis. Now, I don't always offer a thesis to my episodes, but I will today. Here's the thesis. Just because the court says something doesn't mean it's actually true. Now, again, I'm not saying that OJ is necessarily guilty. I'm not saying necessarily innocent. We can say legally he's innocent, at least of murder. He got found guilty of some other stuff, but of murder, he got found innocent. And I'm here to say that the legal system in America is not all about innocence or guilt. And any of you who works as a lawyer, or knows anybody who's a lawyer, or knows anyone who has had any involvement with the legal system in America, you know that it ain't all about innocence or guilt. We're going to get into all of that here today. And this is an important thing for people to understand, especially if any of you ever gets into a legal situation, whether it's of the criminal variety or the civil variety, which involves money. Criminal variety involves no going to jail or not going to jail. 
or the civil variety which involves you no know, just paying somebody off like a lawsuit. So let's talk about it. Point number one. Topic once again is some truths about the law in America. Number one, the legal system in the United States is not based on innocence or guilt. Actually, that's what I just said. Any of you who has ever been involved in a legal situation, civil or criminal, you know this. All right, whether it was you or somebody you know, we all know this. And if you have not been involved, when you get involved, you'll find this out relatively quickly. Innocence or guilt is not really what the legal system in America figures out, even though it purports to figure this out. That's not what it's actually figuring out. And I told you about this in episode number 2368. I told you, know what the real game is. I just told you this. Know what the real game is. The real game in that conference that I was talking about in that episode, 2368, was it was a speech contest designed as a business contest because the winner is the person who gave the best speech, not the person who had the best business, even though the award says they had the best business. But that's not how they won. They won because they had the best speech. The whole point is you got to know what the game is. In the United States of America, if you end up in court for any reason, the court is allegedly, the alleged game is that it's figuring out who's innocent and who's guilty. The real game is not that. We're going to get into what the real game is in a minute. Here it is. I'll tell you. Here's not even a minute. Here's one second. Legal system in America is based on whether you had a financial resources to prove your point or you don't. That's the legal system in the United States, in case any of you didn't know. So let me say that sentence again, because this is important. It's based on whether you had the financial resources to prove your point, either your innocence or your guilt or that somebody owes you money or that you don't owe somebody else money is based on whether or not you had the resources to prove it. If you don't have resources, you can't prove your point. You could be innocent and still end up in jail. You could be right and still end up having to pay a lawsuit. You could be the victim and still end up not getting any money. All those things can happen in the legal system in America if you don't have the resources to make your point. So without making a claim about O.J. Simpson's innocence or guilt, one thing we can all agree on, here's one thing we can agree on when it comes to O.J. Simpson, is that that man had the finances to defend himself when he got arrested and charged with murder. Can we all agree with that? We can agree with that. You remember his legal team? He had one of the best legal teams of all time. He had Kim Kardashian's dad. What was that guy's name? Rob Kardashian. He had F. Lee Bailey. He had Robert Shapiro. He had Johnny Cochran. He had, I forget the other guy who was Johnny Cochran's assistant. That was a hell of a legal team O.J. Simpson put together. The reason he put that legal team together is because O.J. Simpson had money. If O.J. Simpson didn't have money, O.J. Simpson would have been in jail. All right. On the same charge, same evidence, same everything, he would have been in jail. When people like Alex Jones or Kanye West get sued by somebody, the reason they get sued is because the people who sue them know that Alex Jones and Kanye West actually have money, that if they win the lawsuit, that Kanye West and Alex Jones have the finances to actually pay the lawsuit. Why does that matter? Because some of you may be thinking, well, Alex Jones was wrong for whatever he got sued for, and he's probably been sued more than once. And Kanye West is wrong for whatever he got sued for, and he's been sued more than once. Here's the point. If some guy who makes 50 grand a year said the same thing that Alex Jones said, or the same thing that Kanye West said, that 50 grand a year man would not get sued the same way Alex Jones or Kanye West got sued. You know why? Because there's nothing to gain from the person who sued him. See, if you know the person that you're suing doesn't really have any finances, then what's the point of suing them? Because if you win, what do you get? You can't get anything. They ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing for you to take. But somebody who has it, you can sue them and get money out of them. So here's the point. When Alex Jones or Kanye West got sued for whatever they, the latest thing either of them got sued for, it wasn't because what they said was so terrible, even though some of you may logically think about it. If somebody else said the exact same thing who doesn't have their money, would that person get sued? No. Why? Oh, is it because that person has a, one of the common excuses, oh, that person has a platform, so what they're saying is dangerous. No, that's not it. It's because that person has money. All right, that's the reason why they get sued, because you can get something out of it. Because again, if it's about wrong is wrong and right is right, then money doesn't change the fact that somebody did you wrong, does it? If Alex Jones says something wrong about you and you sue him and he pays you, does it change the fact that he said it? No. Does it change the fact that it affected a bunch of his audience? No. Does it change the fact that you were upset by the fact that he said what he said? No. All of those things still exist, even though he gave you some money. Money doesn't make your pain go away. Does it? 
So the legal system in America, again, is based on resources. It is not based on right or wrong. America is the most litigious society in the world because our legal system is based on utilizing financial resources to bully and push people around if and when you can get away with it. Burn that onto your brain, especially those of you who have money or are on your way to having money, because you can either have this used against you or you can use it against others. The legal system is based on using your financial resources to bully people if you can and push them around when you can and to defend yourself from others doing it to you. Whether you're right or wrong, innocent or guilty, above or below the line of the law is a secondary consideration. Again, was OJ innocent or guilty? In the long run, it doesn't really matter because you know what? OJ had the money to defend himself and that's why he walked on that murder charge. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is some truths about the law in America. Number two, that said, if you do not have financial resources, and or you are not willing to do time in prison, do not break the law or do anything that will cause anyone to believe that you have broken the law. Don't get on the wrong side of the law if you don't have the financial resources to keep yourself out of jail. And don't hang with anybody who's doing anything that might end up in jail or end up in a lawsuit because by law of association, you might just be in the wrong place at the wrong time and end up in this situation. Some of you don't know the story of a young man by the name of Khalif Browder. And I'm gonna tell you this story. This is a young man who lived in, I believe it was Queens, New York. Now, he was about 16 years of age. This was several years ago that this happened. This is contemporary. I believe it was maybe in the last 10 or so years that this happened. And here's what happened with Khalif Browder. He was out with his friends at a house party. And there's a documentary about him on Netflix, by the way. So all y'all can look him up. His last name is Browder, B-R-O-W-E-R. Look it up. It's on Netflix. It's about a six or seven part series. I watched the entire thing. And what happened is this kid, 16 years old, he's in Queens. He's out with a few of his friends. It's like two in the morning. They're coming home from a party. And when they're coming home from the party, some cops stop them. And there's this, not a suspect, but a victim in the back of the police car. And the victim and they, the cops line these guys up just randomly on the street. And the victim in the back of the car says, somebody robbed me the other day. And that kid looks like the person who robbed me. He pointed out Khalif Browder. Now, Khalif Browder had not robbed this man. We later found out that he was completely innocent. He had not robbed this man. He had not done any kind of crime. He, Khalif Browder himself, he had not done any kind of crime, at least in that moment. He hadn't done anything wrong. But he gets finger pointed by this guy who said he got robbed. And this guy looks like the guy who robbed him. Right? And it's two in the morning. So this dude can barely even see who was what. Right? Khalif Browder gets arrested. He gets taken to Rikers Island in New York, one of the most notorious places of incarceration in the world. Khalif Browder gets taken to Rikers Island. So while Khalif is there in Rikers Island, he has to wait until you know, he gets to go in front of a judge or he can make bail. Basically, the way it works is a cash bail. Cash bail just means you have to put up some money to bail yourself out. It's usually 10 percent of whatever the amount was. So the amount that Khalif Browder would need to get himself out of jail, he calls his mom. You no, know, he's 16 years old. Calls his mom. He needs a thousand dollars to get out of bail, get out of jail rather before. And then you get to come back to court whenever your court date is. That might be three months away, might be six months away you know, the legal system that you might not end up actually going before a judge for months after you get arrested, even though you haven't actually been convicted of anything. But you got to have the money to bail yourself out so you can be free in between the time you're arrested and the time you have to show up in court. So the bail that he would need is $1,000 in cash to get himself out. His family did not have $1,000. Between his mother, he had a three or four brothers or sisters who were all adults. These are people all over the age of 21 and his mom, between the four or five of them together, they did not have $1,000. They reached out to his father, who he was estranged from. His father refused to put the money up. His father didn't even know what was going on. His father wouldn't put the money up. So Khalif Browder, because his family, between him and his family together, couldn't come up with $1,000 in cash, he was not able to bail himself out, So which meant he had to stay in bondage, incarcerated at Rikers Island until he went before a judge. That's the way it works. So he had to stay there before until he went before a judge. The thing is, it could take a long time before you go before the judge. 
So he goes before the judge, finally, after spending time in Rikers Island. And the judge, they're trying to get this guy who had allegedly you know, finger-pointed him for the crime and all that. And that guy was away. He wasn't there at court. He was, the guy was actually from Mexico, the victim who had allegedly been robbed and finger-pointed Khalif Browder. So what happens is many times your case gets pushed back. So you're supposed to appear before the judge, but then your case gets pushed back because they had this big case load and all these cases that they got to go through and this and that. So here's what usually happens in these situations is that you are offered a plea deal. And another thing that happened here as a side note is that Khalif had another prior charge that he had either pled guilty to or something like that in his past. So when his family did finally come up with a thousand dollars, like weeks later, he was denied bond, which meant he was not allowed to buy himself out of jail. He had to stay in jail because by the time they finally got the money, the paperwork came back and said, no, we should not allow this guy to jail and the judge would not allow him to bail himself out of jail. So the family did finally come up with the money, but they didn't have the day he got arrested. A thousand dollars. Now, here's what happens. The case keeps getting pushed back. And the entire time, Khalif Browder, 16 years old, he's in Rikers Island, incarcerated. Again, he has not actually been convicted of anything. He's just under suspicion of a crime because he was too broke to bail himself out. He had to stay in jail. This young man stays in jail for three years while the case continually gets pushed back. The case kept getting pushed back. He was in jail for three years, not on a conviction. He was in jail in three years on a suspicion. He had been charged, but he had not been convicted of anything. And because he was too broke to bail himself out and because he was denied bail when he finally did have money, he was not allowed out. So he spent three years in Rikers Island, hadn't even been convicted of a crime. And while he's in jail, again, watch the documentary, he ends up many rounds in solitary confinement because he was you no know, arguing with the guards and things like that. And he spends all this time in jail. And finally, here's what finally happens, right? He finally gets his court date. He finally gets a trial. Because what they do is they offer you a plea deal. Oh, let me back up. Let me tell you about the plea deal. The way it works is when you get hit with a charge like this, a robbery charge, the judge said to Khalif Browder, look, you can get out of jail today. Here's what you got to do. You had to plead guilty to the crime of armed robbery. This is going to go on your record that you have an armed robbery on your record, but you're not going to have to do any jail time. You just have armed robbery on your record. You might get probation or something like that, but you're able to, you can go home today. That was offered to him like very soon within the time he had been arrested, like within weeks or a month, maybe. After he got arrested, he got offered to just plead guilty to this crime and you can go home to death. Khalif Browder, standing on principle, said, no, I'm not pleading guilty to a crime that I did not commit. Because if he puts that armed robbery on his record, he says, yes, he puts that armed robbery on his record. Now he has an armed robbery on his record. Now, how are you going to get a job? How are you going to get an apartment? How are you going to get no anything moving forward with an armed robbery on your record? Because that goes on your record forever. That doesn't come off. So he said, no, I'm not doing it. And the judge said, OK, well, if you want to accept my plea deal, then you just got to stay in jail until you get your court date, your trial date. He says, send me the trial. And when you ask for a trial, that takes forever. This is why he ended up in Rikers Island for three years, because he's waiting for the trial to finally happen. This is the court system in the United States, folks. This really happened. Again, watch the documentary on Netflix. Finally, he gets a court date. He finally gets a trial date. So when it's time for the trial, right, they bring this guy to court, Khalif Browder, the guy who said this kid robbed me, the Mexican guy. He's in Mexico. He had moved back to Mexico at this point. He had been in New York, but he had moved back to Mexico. The court had been trying and trying and trying to bring this guy back from Mexico to New York so he could stand at trial and finger point Khalif Browder as the guy who robbed him. The guy in Mexico wouldn't come back. He would not fly to New York for the trial. Again, what does he have to gain? Nothing. So he never came. So the trial gets thrown out. Khalif Browder is allowed to walk. He's told, all right, you're free. You're free to go. There's no conviction. There's no charge on your record. Hey, good luck with the rest of your life. Three years in Rikers Island, no charge, no convictions. 16 years old. He was 19 when he got out of Rikers Island. Three years. All because he didn't have $1,000 when he got charged for a crime that he didn't commit. Now, why am I telling you all this? 
Because here's what happened when Khalif Browder got out of Rikers Island. He killed himself. He committed suicide because the experience of being in Rikers Island messed him up so much that his brain just wasn't in the right space. And his mother even told the story that when he got back to Queens, back home, he would walk out to the patio in the back of his house and he would just walk around in these circles in his little patio. It was like the size of a garage, like, like where you would park a car. And he would walk around in the patio, just walk around in circles. And his mother would ask him, Khalif, why do you keep walking around in circles like that? Now, you're free. You can go anywhere you want. You finally out of jail. Why are you walking around in circles like that? And Khalif said to his mom, he said, I did this so much when I was locked up, when I was in solitary confinement. I don't know how to do anything else. It destroyed him from the inside out. He ended up hanging himself in his bedroom. This is a complete failure of the justice system in America, period, especially in New York City. And again, everything that I just told you is documented on Netflix. I want you all to go watch this documentary if you want to learn more about how the legal system works. And again, the main reason he spent all that time in jail, because the family couldn't bail him out when he needed $1,000. It had nothing to do with him being innocent or guilty because he was innocent. He had not committed the crime and they never convicted him of crime. He didn't even actually get a trial. The trial got thrown out because the guy who accused him wouldn't even come to court. And he wasn't even hanging with someone who was doing a crime. He was simply a victim of the circumstance. And the whole point is in the United States, if you don't have resources, this is the kind of shit that happens to people all the time. This one just happened to become a news story. It happens to people all the time and they don't make Netflix documentaries about it. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is some truths about the law in America. Number three, I'm going to give you a conversational tip that all of you can use is do not use legal outcomes or legal actions such as a lawsuit filed against a person as quote unquote proof of their innocence or guilt. Just because someone goes to court and they get found innocent does not mean they did not commit a crime. And just because somebody gets found guilty does not mean they did. And if someone loses a lawsuit doesn't mean they were guilty. And if someone wins a lawsuit doesn't mean they were actually victimized. All of it is based on can you afford to prove your point? As I've already told you. Again, this kid spent three years in Rikers Island, didn't even commit a crime. Was he guilty? He didn't commit the crime. Was he guilty? But he was in jail for three years. Anybody can file a lawsuit in America for any amount of money. The filing doesn't prove anything. Just because someone files a lawsuit against you doesn't prove that you did anything wrong. Even the judgment proves very little. For example, I know people personally who have been to lawsuit arbitration, which is basically if someone files a lawsuit against you, instead of actually going to court and having a trial, what you do is you agree to go to arbitration or mediation where basically some person, a mediator, they get to basically make a binding decision. Look, all right, you sued this person for $100,000 and the mediator gets to decide there's going to be this amount of money and this period. And you cannot take them back to court for it. Whatever the mediator decides, that's what it is. So the mediator decides, hey, you owe the entire 100000 or it's zero or somewhere in between. That's what it is. I know people who have been to these mediations because there was a lawsuit filed either by them or against them in which the mediator says the following, quote, I don't care about who's right or wrong here. My only job is to figure out a number. That's what the mediator said. I don't care who's right or wrong because then people start arguing about who's right or wrong. The mediator said, my only job here is to figure out a number. So you sue for 100,000, look, number's 25,000, period. Done, over. And you can't sue them again. Referring to that's a settlement amount that the accused person has to pay. Even if the accused person has a preponderance of proof that they are completely innocent of what they've been sued for, they got to pay that 25K because it's legally binding that that's the number that the mediator came up with. This happens in courtrooms and in mediation rooms every single day in the United States. Here's the point. Just because someone has been accused of a crime or sued has absolutely nothing to say about whether they are actually guilty or innocent. Many people, unfortunately, think that it proves something because somebody got sued. I remember I was talking to a, a person I know 
there was a business that I was looking at once in their industry. And I asked them, hey, do you know anything about this business or anything about this industry? And they wrote me back and said, they texted me and said, well, they got a whole bunch of lawsuits. They got sued a whole bunch of times. So I wouldn't trust them. Now, I don't remember what I didn't end up doing business with these people, not based on that text. But what this person said to me was logically inaccurate. Just because somebody's been sued a bunch of times doesn't mean they did anything wrong. Like somebody can sue me if they want to. Doesn't mean I did anything wrong. Somebody can sue you. Doesn't mean you did anything wrong. And you can sue somebody. Doesn't mean they did anything to you. If you have good enough lawyers, you can pretty much beat any case. And if you have bad or no lawyers, you're pretty much screwed in any case. This is the legal system in the United States. I don't think a lot of people really appreciate the gravity of this. But that story that I told you, again, innocent young man, just because he was from a broke family, he ended up dead. The system didn't kill him, but you could pretty much say that it did. Simply because he didn't have money, he ends up in jail for three years and just caught in the system. And again, they just happened to make a documentary about him. All right, what about all the ones you don't know about? This is what the legal system is in the United States. So if you don't want to play this game and you don't have the resources to play in this game, or maybe you got the resources, but you don't want to use them playing this game, keep your head above water all right, and stay out of anywhere that can get you into these positions. So let's recap today's class, which is some truths about the law in the United States. I just happened to be randomly thinking about this one day is where it came from. And of course, when you think of landmark cases like OJ Simpson, for example, and the whole point here is just because the court says something does not mean it is actually true. Point number one, Legal system in America is not based on innocence or guilt. It's based on whether you have the financial resources or you don't. If you got resources, you can pretty much beat anything. If you don't have resources, you will get beat by pretty much anything. And when people get sued, for example, it is not based on whether you are wrong or how wrong you were. It's based on if people think they can get any money out of you. That's the only reason you sue somebody. You don't sue somebody who's broke because what are you going to get? Point number two. That said, if you do not have financial resources and or you are not willing to do time in prison, don't break the law or do anything that will make anybody believe you broke the law. And don't hang with anybody who's doing any of these things. But even then, you might end up like this young man, Khalif Browder. He wasn't doing either one of those. He ended up getting arrested on a finger pointing by a he said, she said situation. And because he didn't have the resources to bail himself out, he ends up in this ridiculous situation, ends up killing himself after spending three years, mostly in solitary confinement because he got locked up in Rikers Island simply because somebody claimed that they robbed him. And then that guy wouldn't even come to court to prove it. Point number three. Conversational tip, do not use legal outcomes or legal actions such as a lawsuit as proof of somebody's innocence or guilt. Anyone in America can file a lawsuit for any amount of money. The filing itself does not prove anything. And the judgment actually doesn't prove anything. Because again, in mediation, the mediator's job is to figure out a number. They're not there to judge whether somebody's right or wrong. Again, your rightness or wrongness means absolutely nothing by the time you get in that courtroom. What matters is what you can prove. If y'all saw the movie Training Day with Denzel Washington, what did he keep saying over and over again to that white cop? It's not what you know, is what you can prove. That is how the legal system works in the United States. And what you can prove is based on how good your lawyers are and how good your lawyers are, are based on how much money you can afford to pay them. If you ain't got none, stay out of the court. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone free of charge every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. And if you want to be coached by me, you want to work with me directly, there's only one way to do it. Go to workingyourgame.net, watch the free training. At the end of it, button will pop up for you to schedule a time to get on the call with me. We can talk about what we need to talk about and what it will look like and what it would take. That's at workingyourgame.net. And oh yeah, if you haven't yet gotten your ticket to my next live event called Work On Your Game Live, it's taking place February 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. If you like the way I break things down here logically and make sense of it and complete and do it in an objective way to where we can talk about the actual performance and the results that matter, then I suggest you go get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. The event is in Miami, February 3rd and 4th. Workonyourgame.live. Work on your game. Dre all day. 
I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.